NFL fans, are you ready to win big this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. That's all it takes. It's really that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. This is the PFF Betting Podcast. We're going to look ahead to Week 8 NFL, Week 9 College Football with the one and only Eric Eager. But first, we got to talk just a little bit about you know some general takeaways from Week 7 NFL, how PFF's uh, betting model and tools did uh, for both NFL and college football. So, Eric, kind of what were your uh, main takeaways from this Week 7 slate of action? Good week for NFL, not as good of a week for college, um, and like the... The props were interesting. I'll have to look in. Uh, it was kind of a weird week, right, where you had uh, a lot of blowouts and stuff, um, and, yep. and we were sort of on the right side of a few of those. Uh, we got a game in Atlanta that closed uh, differently than our numbers, so we won a closing line, lost an opening line, uh, I believe, there with minus 2.5 and then minus 1.5. So that was interesting, but, you know, all in all, it was, a, it was kind of an ugly week, uh, culminated with... Uh, me and George's pick at Saints minus three, uh, pushing on on Monday Night Football. Right. Uh, but if you if you would have bet it at close at minus five and a half, you would have lost. Um, Geno Smith two and zero against the closing number so far this year. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, you know, you got the closing line value on this one. Got to push. That seems to kind of sum up uh, the week that it was, especially from a betting perspective. Some props hit, but it wasn't necessarily. Um, all that great from our player props tool, but it happens. We're going to continue to grind, continue to put forth, uh, you know, the work in to find some of the best betting opportunities that we can each and every week. So with that, uh, I know you guys have talked a lot, you know, you and George on the PFF forecast about, you know, week eight specifically of the NFL. So let's talk a little bit about some early week college football betting action. I know we got uh, two games on Thursday, two games on Friday. Of course, we have the NFL game on Thursday as well. That has seen, uh, you know, a significant line movement based on Devontae Adams uh, testing positive for COVID, um, you know, and, you know, the dynamics changing with what uh, the Packers are potentially going to put forth uh, for that matchup on Thursday night. Do you think uh, the correct spot is to play the Packers at plus six right now, or how are you kind of approaching this Thursday night football? Matchup? I don't think it is, man. Like, I think this is very similar to when the Packers went to San Francisco Um in the in the middle of the season last year and it was you know something more like a three four point game um and you know ultimately uh you know it, it like the niners were without a bunch of players and it you know moved out but it's sort of like these books don't want to get middled right so they're not going to move it that much right um but you see right now on pinnacle it's already you know shaded towards arizona minus six so if you like green bay if you're going to bet back aaron Rodgers basically as a play 
you know, that being your handicap, which is that Rodgers is going to overcome a multitude of sins, then, you know, I would wait until this thing got out to a full touchdown or a six and a half, um, you know, because right. you have injuries. You also have, you know, Green Bay Packers will be without their defensive coordinator um, a- as well. So um, that, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's going to be tough there. I mean, I, I probably am going to lay off this game. I think the numbers will obviously tell us that the Packers are the side, although, you know, some of the opponent-adjusted, injury-adjusted stuff should help. Um, but it's one right. where I'm not all that keen on taking Green Bay uh, against the Cardinals. The Packers have been, you know, the opposite of the side of a lot of professional people. You know, Washington was a lot of people on Washington. That number got down. A lot of people were on the Bears uh, the previous week. Um, and you know, the Packers have kind of, they've won and covered, but it's been kind of in this ugly 2019 way, as opposed to their very impressive 2020 season. Yeah, definitely. Can't argue with their 6-1 ATS record, obviously week one against the Saints. Uh, their one loss in both, you know, against the spread, also in that win-loss column. But they have been uh, winning ugly, to say the least. I definitely agree with that. So let's flip the page. No Packers bet here on Thursday night. We'll get into, you know, a little bit more of that later on with Kevin Cole talking about, um, you know, some of his some of his showdown and player prop markets. I think there's probably going to be uh, some worthwhile betting opportunities and maybe some of those derivative and other auxiliary markets markets coming up here closer to Thursday once we get those lines released but we will move our attention then to uh, you know this college football slate for Thursday Friday we got your Coastal Carolina shot to clear is coming up didn't necessarily get home for us last week 18 and a half point favorites over Troy 52 and a half point total do you like anything uh, in this Thursday night matchup here uh, I, I mean I would probably lean shot to clears I probably yeah I did bet Coastal um, we make the number 19.4 um, when you look at like, you know, Troy is the fourth best team in the Sun Belts, um, but they're, you know, a little bit. So we would ha- make them about four points worse than the average team on a neutral. We make the Chanticleers after their loss to Appalachia State 12 points better than the average team on a neutral. So you take those two numbers, that gets you to 16. Uh, and then depending upon what you like at home field advantage um, and some, you know, ancillary stuff that can get you out there. Troy, though, does have the best defense in the Sun Belts. Um, per our metrics, so that's going to be tougher. We did see, you know, um, we did see Grayson McCall not look great against Appalachian State. They didn't really cross the 50 uh, their last three drives of that game, um, and it was a game that was, you know, immensely winnable for them, but ultimately they, they weren't able to get home, um, and now they're underdogs to even win the Sun Belt. Yeah, definitely, which is kind of surprising. Uh, obviously, they did not show out like we kind of expected, unfortunately, for um you know, in the Chanticleers, I do think this might be a little bit of a get-right spot for them. I definitely agree with you. I do think they are probably the correct uh, side if you are going to bet this Thursday night match. But I think you probably got to lay uh, the 18.5 points. I don't really think there's probably a play on the total. We do have one more Thursday night match. But we actually do have a little bit of value on Green Line early in the week on this one. USF at Eastern Carolina. Uh, how are you kind of handicapping this matchup? Do you like uh, USF as, you know, plus 9.5 on the road here? Or do you like maybe the you know a play on the total at fifty six point five a little bit more? Yeah, it's weird. Like East Carolina, um, we had Houston against them last week, and they were behind by two touchdowns. They came back and actually tied the game, put it into overtime. Um, so they're a little bit frisky. Both of these teams, neither one can really throw the ball that well. Um, both team quarterbacks are under sixty five grade. Both teams have EPA per pass are negative. Um, both teams have EPA per run that's negative. Um, USF. You know, quarterbacks are 27 passer rating when throwing uh, under pressure, three three percent turnover worthy play rate. The same for both teams. 
um, you know, ECU about 2.6 uh, big-time throw rate to USF's 1.8 big-time throw rate. So this is going to be an ugly game. I probably would bet under 56.5 in this game before uh, I took dog, but this might be a, a classic sort of dog underplay uh, for, for us here. Yeah, dog under parlay, something that we just, you know, can never get away from, uh, continues to define us as sports players. I think that you already hit on the best play there on that matchup. I do like that play quite a bit. So we will see. We got Navy, Tulsa, Friday night, early action, 47-point total, uh, minus 11 spread for Tulsa. Do you think there's any uh, betting betting value in this uh, American matchup? Uh, When I look at this, I do see over being the play. Um, it was, you know, kind of, you know, when you look at Navy, Navy, you know, played hard against Cincinnati. Um, they they got 20 points against, you know, what is a pretty tough, um, a pretty tough Cincinnati defense. They are like, you know, the worst team in the American as far as defense. Tulsa's third. Um, so that that does pause me a little bit. Navy, no big time throws so far this year. They've only they only throw on 22% of their plays. Tulsa hasn't been great either, but 47 is a low total for a college football game. If if I had to pick a side on this game, I would lay it with Tulsa. Um, you know, this might be a game where they could score all the points and get you over in sort of like a 45-3 kind of fashion as well. So that's kind of what I like in that game, uh, uh, you know, on, on Friday night. Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code betting pod grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week you can go check out all the highest graded players from week seven and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for week eight what all can you get with a pff subscription all of pfs locked article content pffs nfl and college football betting dashboards are great power projections cover probabilities and betting values zero to 100 grades of every single player including the top rookies on every team we got our player props tool which shows plus minus value for every nfl prop we got nfl green line dfs optimizer and so much more you got to support the pff betting podcast use promo code betting pod for 25 percent off any subscription there we go. There we go. And now we don't really have a, you know, any value or betting plays on UNLV Nevada. We'll probably skip that matchup. Did you get a chance to look at our, you know, simulation results? We still have uh, Georgia number one to win the college football playoff. Alabama right behind them at 26%. And then Oklahoma, Ohio State. I do think if you thought, you know, the parity that existed within the college football was going to potentially shake up the college football playoffs. Maybe that's not too likely uh, kind, of, kind of heading into week nine here. We do have Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Washington as the next most likely teams to potentially make it. Uh, how are you kind of evaluating some of these teams in the futures market right now? Who's, who's, who's the spot that you kind of still um, are betting if you're betting anybody heading into week nine? Yeah, this sounds bad because obviously I think Oklahoma still has to be the play. Um, yeah. You know, we, Caleb Williams played extremely well in the second half of that game. I know it's Kansas. Um, you know, we, I know that Oklahoma to date, you look at Georgia's had the 12th hardest schedule to date, Alabama 35th, Ohio State 54th, um, Cincinnati 98th, Oklahoma 100th. So Oklahoma's had in our uh, ELO rating the uh easiest schedule even easier than cincinnati so far they're the 14th hardest which is the hardest moving forward here um so that that will you know play into it a little bit they're going to have to win out um and if they play the way they played against kansas there's no shot um and so um you know one of the things we do like is caleb williams and he has played well he he got off to kind of a slow start 
sometimes, you know, you play down to your opposition. They did cover for us nicely, the minus 10 and a half in game. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's a, you know, a, an interesting spot to be in. Yeah, definitely. We definitely agree with you. I do think, you know, we're still backing Oklahoma a little bit. doesn't feel all that great, but uh, it is kind of what our simulation is saying. What do you think needs to happen for the Cincinnati Bearcats to get into the college football playoff? I know they have a matchup basically coming up. What is it at the end of the month against SMU, kind of their last defining uh, regular season game where, you know, they're going to potentially be able to turn some of the heads from the committee uh, in order to kind of get over that hump and be one of those top four teams. Do you, do you anticipate that one of these, you know, teams above them right now in our simulation has to lose again and you know how is that going to play out potentially with the sec uh championship game yeah we have cincinnati with a 46 percent chance of making uh the playoffs um you know it is it is kind of interesting uh i think that the the stock answer for me um is the stock answer for me is if you look at um you know if you look at the likelihood that either Ohio State, Alabama, or um, or Oklahoma loses a game, right? Yeah, like, I think that's kind of the that's kind of where you see it. Like, if the, all three of those teams went out and Cincinnati wins out, I still think it's like a coin flip as to whether or not they make it. You know what I mean? But because you could make a case for them over Oklahoma, I think that's a, actually a fair uh, assessment. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that that's kind of where I'm at there. Um, that that's kind of but the probability that all three of those teams win out and all three of those teams do need to win out to make it um it, it and cincinnati doesn't win out it's pretty small like i think that's like the daylight that you see for cincinnati now um if you look at the upcoming schedule for the bearcats they do have smu we make cincinnati 21 points better than the average team on a neutral we make smu 12 uh, we make SMU um, 12 points better. So that game, you know, where, you know, in Cincinnati, you know, with home field advantage for Cincinnati, I might, I might try to go to that game, um, gotcha. is, is going to be probably about a 10-point spread. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So you have that. Um, we have Tulsa sort of as an average team on a neutral field. So Cincinnati would be favored by a few touchdowns in, a, in that game. So, you know, they're not going to drop a game except for possibly SMU. But the issue is, is when you look at teams like uh, Oklahoma, 14th hardest schedule, you look at a team like Ohio State, Georgia, uh, Georgia's probably going to be fine even with a loss, but like there's still a chance they have two losses. So I think there's a lot of daylight for Cincinnati. All these teams are going to have to thread the needle and win out. And then they're still going to have to convince the committee that they're better than an undefeated Cincinnati team. And I think that's going to be a lot of a long climb. Yep. So the, basically what Eric is saying is this is the year we see that group of five team get into the college football playoff. I know a lot of, t a lot of people have been waiting for it. Uh, we have it at, you know, 47% probability based on our simulation. It sounds like Eric is handicapping that even a little bit better than that expectation. So we will see. I still think, you know, the potential college football shakeup that people wanted is still uh, happening here in 2021. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Obviously we'll be here every step of the way to kind of, you know, be in tune with where we're at with the betting market on those futures. Uh, if there's any value, obviously we'll be discussing that. So we'll see. I know you and George dropped, you know, your spread picks for NFL week eight. You did get some line movement already in your direction. Obviously uh, the Bengals have moved up as, you know, favorites for the New York jets. Uh, is there a spot that you think uh, is probably your favorite early week bet in the NFL so far? Uh, yeah. Let, let, uh, I, I think that, 
you know, obviously the Bengals are an interesting one now because the Jets are, you know, you could ask the question and this would, you know, sort of own a lot of us in draft Twitter. Um, but, you know, does sitting down Zach Wilson help that team a little bit? Um, you know, I, I still, you know, right now there are some places where you can get uh, a minus two and a half on the Falcons. I, I also think that Detroit plus three at, at home, um, I think Philadelphia has given way too much credit. I think Philadelphia is one of the the most poorly coached teams on defense in the NFL. And you couple that with the fact that they don't have a lot of talent. Um, you know, that that's something to to think about. Um, Steelers plus three and a half. Um, you know, I, I know it's going to be more like a flat three at some point. Um, you know, and and Bears plus three and a half is another one that I think, you know, you're probably getting some value there uh, if you try. And then lastly, one that we really like, and it sort of stayed there, um, Washington football team plus three. Um, it is a is in my opinion a good bet. I think this team's better than their two and five record uh, indicates. Even though I don't think that they're better than the eight and a half wins that the market was giving them in the preseason. Right. Um, so they go to Denver. I, I think that you know even though Denver gets a, a long rest period, I think Washington is game in that one. And and Dallas now we're starting to see Dallas. You know I, I bet it at minus one uh, on our book. Uh, I put it in the spread picks article. Uh, I believe. Uh, I hope I did. Um, and I don't know if that one got in there, to be honest. Yeah, that one you. didn't get in there, but that one's out to minus two and a half. Yeah, um, moving so toward three in some more, spots. Moving towards too, three, so Dallas is very much the side of people who want to make money this week. Um, so that that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. I do think I do think Dallas is my favorite, but I was definitely surprised with you back in Washington, uh, given you know your overall macro level view of that team, especially to start the season. But you know, at some point, they become a little bit undervalued in the market. You can obviously uh, make just as much money betting on them as you have against them. So I definitely don't mind that approach either. It has kind of moved a little bit in your guys' direction here. Uh, looks like Denver's down to minus three now. So I think that's you know definitely a justifiable bet, but. Do still think Dallas, anything before three, uh, might be my favorite bet here on Sunday night. So I think that's a good one. Uh, I wish you guys would have locked in that one in the article, but uh, it is what it is. I know you guys got a ton of other betting opportunities in that piece. So, uh, you know, make sure you guys check out everything we got from PFF.com. We got, you know, NFL Greenline, NCA Greenline's already up, getting you ready for week nine. NFL Greenline should be up very shortly. We're going to have player props in our tool coming up here on Wednesday. Uh, and, you know, the the latest simulations for both NFL and NCAA are, are going to be there if you want to bet any of those futures markets. So from Ben Brown, joined by Eric E. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.